0: welcome to the lyc podcast we are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are our desire is that through this message god's love for you is confirmed your hope in jesus is renewed and your faith is awakened
1: in the series, uh, in just a moment i'm gonna have caitlin come up and she's gonna read our scripture tonight um, but uh, we're in this series, Studying the Book of Ephesians. Uh, if you weren't here last week, we started this series and um, we, we challenge everyone uh, to read the Book of Ephesians once a week. It's six chapters. That means you could double up and only read three days a week, or you could read a chapter a day and have, like, have a day off. But, but I'm challenging you over the next six weeks as we study, read the book of Ephesians. We can't study it verse by verse, word by word, line by line. But the more we read it and study it, we can study it like that together. And so we're just taking a chapter every week. We're taking the big idea and, and, and we're pulling something out of that that we can apply. I'll, I'll give you this last little bit of context that I'm going to invite Caitlin to come up and read. The book of Ephesians, we said this last week. It was written to the church. Someone say church. church. Oh, come on. That was like 50% of the people. A little bit of attitude. Everybody say the church. 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 Um, it, it's written to the church, and, and Paul is writing uh, to to kind of pro- provoke you and I to realize the church is powerful. Now, let me back up for a second. Um, the church should be powerful. There, there are a lot of people, I would maybe join them in this thought, that say our modern-day Americanized church is weak, is pathetic, be, be, because so much of our Americanized modern-day church, we treat church like the movie theater. It's, it's a movie theater we don't have to pay for. Oh, I love church, bro. Especially if you find a church like you, like you really like the vibe, because you know like you can go there, and it's like you sit down, and sometimes like they play really good songs, and like the drummer is like really cool, and he's like really, really good. It's like he's amazing, so I love being here. And then, like, you know, the pastor, like they do a message, it kind of makes you feel a little bit better. But but that that's not what church is supposed to be. The church is the body of Christ, and Paul's writing Ephesians going, Hey, listen, um, actually, the intention of the church is to be the expression of Jesus on the earth. We're the body of Jesus and we've been given the spirit of God and the church's purpose is to confound, overthrow, undo, absolutely disrupt and disarm all the evil demonic works on this earth. The church is supposed to be bad to the bone, forgive my cheesiness. But like the church is powerful. And, 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 and one scholar says this, but Paul writes Ephesians knowing this, before you can be powerful, before you can go to war, you just got to learn how to walk. Like I can't send my seven-month-old daughter out to go like, you know, cut the grass. She can't even walk. Like, she, like she's got to get strong first. And, and before you can walk and be strong, you have to learn who you are. You got to get your identity. So we started last week talking about identity. Ephesians is, is split into two parts. How many parts? Two. two parts. The first half of the book, chapters 1 through 3 is all about identity. Who who are we? The second cha- uh, half of the of uh, the, uh, the book uh, four through six, it's all about actually like, how do we walk? How do we live this life? And so we're studying Ephesians 2 tonight, uh, continuing talking about identity. Uh, Caitlin Drout, why don't you come up and read to us Ephesians chapter two in its entirety, and then we will be, were you gonna use my, my, my notes? Cool, I thought you were gonna use yours. It's okay, no, I got it. I got you. Everybody momentarily pause while Pastor Brandon gets his stuff together. Pray for your pastor. Stupid. They can hear me. Do you think they can hear me? Okay. You said they're dumb. That's rude. That's so rude. That's, I won't tell him you said that. Hey, you gotta get your Bible because this isn't working. Okay. It's not working. This is probably why why Paul didn't use an iPad. Alright, alright. Alright, Ephesians chapter two. Here you go. Alright. Once
0: you were dead, doomed forever, because of your many sins. You used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passions and desires of our evil nature. We were born with an evil nature, and we were under God's anger, just like everyone else. But God, who is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so very much, that even while we were Dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's special favor that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms, all because we are one with Jesus Christ. And so God can always point, uh, let's see, and so God can always point to us as examples of the incredible wealth of his favor and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us through Christ Jesus. God saved you by his special favor when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Jesus Christ, so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders by birth. You were called the uncircumcised ones by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from God's people, Israel, and you did not know the promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you belong to Christ Jesus. Though you were once far away from God, Now you have been brought near to him because of the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has made peace between us Jews and you Gentiles by making all of us one people. He's broken down the wall of hostility that used to separate us. By his death, he ended the whole system of Jewish law that excluded the Gentiles. His purpose was to make peace between the Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new person from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death and our hostility towards each other was put to death. He has brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and to us Jews who were near. Now all of us, both Jews and Gentiles, may come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. We are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We who believe are carefully joined together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also joined together as a part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit.
1: And the church said, Amen. Amen. Um. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2, he's still writing to us and talking to us about identity. You you know, something I think we don't often think about when it comes to identity is that identity is really realized in two parts. Someone say two parts. Two parts, okay. Um, So it's realized first and foremost through a declaration of identity. Uh, We talked about this last week. We have been declared by God to be the ones that he loves. The ones that he chooses, we've been declared by God to be holy, to be blameless in His sight. It's who we are. The title of the sermon from last week: We've been declared by God to be those uh, who I can't think of my third point, um, but who have been chosen by Him. I'm like groping for like chosen by Him, and we're called, we're holy, we're blameless, and we're His children. We're the children of God. It's like, come on, bro, you've preached that sermon ten times now. Um, we're we're the, we, we we we've we've been declared. But, but how many of you know that, that identity, just because it's who you are and it's been been declared over you, doesn't mean that's how you're living or what you're living in? Like th- this was years ago. I don't remember how many years ago, um, but there was someone, I, b- I believe it was a woman, and she won the lottery. Anybody besides for me, you'd be willing to... Uh, win the lottery. It's like if if you got to choose, I, I'm I'm willing to sacrifice. I'll I'll take one for the team. She won the lottery. Uh, I forget how many millions of dollars, but it was millions, plural of dollar, um, dollars. Um, but this lady, she never came forward and received the 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 money. Like it was declared on national television all over the place. It kind of became this big deal because like people were talking, like who is this lady? Like did she? fall off a cliff? Did she like lose her hearing aids? And she just doesn't like, how does she not know? But this lady had been declared nationally, like this lady's a millionaire. And yet, because she never made a decision to step into or to receive that while it was who she was, it's, it's not how, how, how she lived. And one of the things we got to realize about identity is that identity, it's two parts. There's a declaration, this is who God says that you are. But, but you and I, we have to make a decision. Someone say decision. A decision to step into and start living in that identity or even though it's who you are, you never actually experience all the joy and the life and the benefits of it. Um, I was telling Isaiah Bank I don't know where he went, um, I was telling Isaiah DeBanca, um, be, be before service, I'm, I was kind of nervous about this sermon. And I'll t- t- tell you why, why I'm nervous, or was nervous, or am nervous, I don't know how, how to classify that, um, why I was thinking about this sermon extra hard, be, because the, the three thoughts that I want to give you tonight, they're, they're not really like these really easy, oh, that totally makes sense, I'll go home and I'll start doing that tomorrow. They're, they're, they're more of concepts. And here's why that makes me nervous because I don't like preaching sermons that aren't easily, easily applicable. Now, that's not to say that you can't find application to the sermons tonight. That's me giving you a heads up that all of us, even the people not paying attention, all of us, that we, we have to lean in and say, God, as I'm receiving your word tonight, these, these concepts, w- would you help me to know tonight how is it that you're, that you're asking me to apply these and, and step into them? If you're taking notes, you can write this down. The title of the sermon I want to preach tonight is a message that I've titled this. Simply upgraded, upgraded, upgraded. Look at your neighbor and say, I got the upgrade. I got the upgrade. Um, I was very, very excited. Uh, yesterday, I got a brand new phone. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm telling you the story not just to, to, to Brad. There's a purpose to it. Um, I, by show of hands, how, how many people can can, can relate with me? Um, you really don't care that much about new technology. Like I, I just like some people do. I I have friends that's like, oh my gosh, the new electric toothbrush came out. I gotta get it. I, I, I just like whatever's new in technology. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. My teeth will not be the same if I don't get the new electric. To- I I just don't care. So my my phone was like uber old. And um, and uh, I hadn't got a phone in, in a long time. My computer's super old. Honestly, the reason that we couldn't get this to, to work is because the only thing I use my iPad for is for my sermon notes because it wasn't even my iPad. Someone was getting rid of it. They're like, this thing doesn't even work anymore. It doesn't even support the new technology. And I'm like, but can I do a PDF on it? I'll take it. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not big into new technology. And so I hadn't had a, a new phone in a long time. And yesterday morning, I smashed my phone. It was not on purpose, it wasn't out of anger. No, I didn't get angry at someone and throw it against the wall. And But um, I put it in a bag and like a, like a moron, I put my keys in the same pouch or the same pocket. And, and I kinda like just like threw my bag across the room to like set it where I wanted it to go. And um, the force of the weight in my bag and my keys on the screen, it totally busted my screen. And so not only was it cracked, uh, I have lived for months and months before with a crack screen. That's how much I don't care about, like, new special technology. Um, but, like, you would turn it on, and, and it's almost like, like, I, this isn't the phone. I was going to say, I love you phone. My old phone. I love you phone. You tried. It's like, it would try to turn on. And it's like, I'm here. And in about 30 seconds, it's like, and I'm dying. And it would, like, slowly fade away. And so everything I did had to, had to be, like, in 30-second increments. I'm like, all right, I got to text someone to tell them that, I, I'm, I need to get a new phone, and I'm like, all right, ready, go. I died, and, it's, and it, it was so, so frustrating. So I'm, I'm like, all right. So do I go get a new screen on this phone, or do I take it to the Verizon store and just like see if I can get a new phone? And to my my utter shock, to my utter um, amazement and excitement, I walked in, and, and she's like, oh, you should have come in a long time ago. So really, yeah, like you first of all, you have like, a, like this $50 like, loyalty credit on your account you're not taking advantage of. Like you could be paying $50 less a month by taking advantage of this because you've been a loyal customer. I'm like, I, for, for real? I, I wish someone would have called me and told me we're stealing $50 from you every month and we don't have to. I'm like, uh, yes, please. And she's like, and also, um, we're running this promotion right now where if you trade in your old phone, I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, you mean this phone? <laughs> the one that is trying so hard, but it's about, it's like, yeah, that, like, if if you trade in your phone, we'll give you $800 towards towards a new phone. So basically, like, you can get the brand new phone, and, like, it's gonna add, I think, the total was, like, $1.50 a month to your bill. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Yes, ma'am. But it's like, I, I had no idea. I literally had been sitting on an upgrade, and had no idea. I would like to propose to you tonight. There are many of us in here, you are sitting on or sitting in an upgrade and you just like you didn't you don't even really realize it. Paul in Ephesians chapter 2, he he gives us three things and and I I I was tempted just to like read the whole chapter again because basically the whole chapter is summed up into in, in these three parts. But I want you to go real quick to Ephesians chapter two, verse one. And I want to show you the first upgrade that Paul says is in here. He says, once you were dead. Someone say dead. dead. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your sins. Now skip over Ephesians two, verse four through six. Listen to this. He says in verse four, four through six, In Ephesians chapter two, four through six. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much. Verse five, that even when we were dead, someone say dead, Dead. that we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you've been saved. Verse six, he says, for he raised us from the dead the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Jesus Christ. Here's the first upgrade that I want to give you. Number one, you can write this on your notes, that we were upgraded from death to life. Now again, remember I told you, these are like concepts that I wish I had a really cute, easy take home for you but I, I need you to get this concept and ask God to help you know, how, how do I apply this? But, but you do need to know you've been upgraded from death to life. Brandon, as far as I know, I've never been dead before. Like I'm currently dying, we all are, as I'm getting older. But I don't think that like, I don't, I don't remember seeing the shining white lights. I don't remember having one of those touched by an angel moments. Like I don't. I don't think I've ever been, been dead before. Can, can I tell you that you and I, that we are not just a body, but we, we, we're a spirit? The, 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 you know, have you ever heard that expression, uh, YOLO? You ever heard this before? Uh, someone please tell me, what, what does YOLO mean? You live Do, uh, you're on the lookout. Um, <laughs> we can always count on Isaac. Um, you only live once. Can I tell you, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Be, because it, like it doesn't sound as good, but the real reality is Yolf, Yulf. You only live forever. Like, you and I, we live forever. We, th- this is why when, when our body, when our earth suit dies, that we will continue to live in eternity in another realm. Th- th- this is why we, we, we believe salvation is uh, kind of a big deal, because when your earth suit when your body is dead, there's only two options. We, we, we will either spend forever in a place called eternity with our maker, with our creator that has been prepared for us, where we will live in, a, in an everlasting paradise, if you will. The Bible goes, there's gonna be no more pain, no more suffering, no more tears, no more heartache. It's gonna be more joy and, 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 and more good than we can possibly understand. Or we will spend eternity in a pit called hell that has been preserved for those who will reject Jesus Christ as Lord. Our, our, our spirit is who we really are. Our, our, our body is just this earth suit that we're wearing. And here, here's what you need to realize. Before, someone say before. Before, before you gave your life to Jesus, before you, 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 you surrendered yourself to him, your spirit was Dead was, was dead. I don't know if you've ever seen this show. I highly discourage you from watching this show. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I've seen enough of it to know I don't want to watch that show because it makes me want to go, like, ask my mom and dad if I can sleep in their bed because I'm so scared. Like, it's just, I don't like scary stuff. But, um, there's this show, The Walking Dead. Have you heard of it? Okay, by the way, like, I, I almost went into youth pastor mode And parent mode, we were on vacation, and there was, like, this little arcade, like, in this uh, hotel we were staying in, and they had a Walking Dead game. And there was this girl, she's probably, like, 16 years old, and, like, bro, she looked like a zombie. Like, she's she's in there with this gun, like, (laughs) just just killing zombies. And she's got, I hope it's a sibling and not someone she kidnapped, but, like, this, like, four-year-old, like, her little brother with her, he's, like, not even tall enough to see the thing, and he's, like... (laughs) I'm like, okay. As a pastor, no. As a parent, no. Like, how little is this kid? But, but I, I I thought about the Walking Dead because if you've seen the show, you're familiar with it. These zombies, like, they're dead. They 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 are not living beings that have have a a functioning uh, mental capacity like like we do. They just like they're like ah. And and can I tell you while we maybe don't see it like that, that is how so much of our world lives. We're just like anything and everything that my flesh wants. What I'm like, I'm like, are you a robot or a zombie? Like, what are you doing here? I don't, I don't. This is why I'm not an actor. I'm not Liam Escalante. I've not been given those skills by Jesus. Um, But it's like we just, we're just going after just whatever. Whatever my flesh says, I want this, I, I need this. And, and, and we're, we're, we're dead inside. We're, we're, we're living in this perpetual cycle that it does not bring joy. It does not bring fulfillment. It's, it's controlled and dictated by this earth suit. Did you know that this earth suit we call a body is actually supposed to be controlled by our spirit, not the other way around? That our spirit should not be controlled by our body but I'm telling you so much of, of, of the world we live in, so much of your generation, so much of the, uh, the generation of, of middle school and high school students in the church live like zombies controlled by their flesh. And, and we wonder why we, we suffer internally so much anxiety and worry and depression and fear and, and hopelessness, and it's, it's because we're living in the, in the dead nature of our flesh. Paul, Paul goes, no, 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 Like, you were dead. You were dead. You, you were disconnected. I, I don't know if you've ever been around something that, that was dead before, but, but when there's something that is dead, it, it, there, there's, there, there's no response there. There's, there, there, there. there's no ability there. There's no life there. He goes, your spirit was dead, was non-responsive. But the moment you got saved, the moment you gave your life to Jesus, this is why there's verses that say that you and I, we were born again. There was this guy, he goes, Jesus, explain to me salvation. He goes, well, everyone gets born, but if you really want to be saved, you got to get born twice. And he's like, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Like, I got to like somehow get back into my mother's womb and be born again. Like, can you please... Like not, not, not computing, is no, 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 no. Um, we're, 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 we're all born of water. Or we're all born of the flesh. But if you want to really be alive, you got to get born again in the spirit. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever would believe in him, they would not perish or live in the death that they're in, but they would have new life. Second Corinthians 5, 17, that anyone who is in Christ is a, come on someone, a new creation. They've been born again. But but again, remember, identity, it is both declaration and decision. So did you know tonight that you could be a living spirit, alive, fully able to receive from God and, and, and hear from God, fully able to be connected to God and receiving life and nourishment and joy and freedom and peace, and yet because you've made a decision or lack thereof, you're still walking around like the spiritual walking dead controlled by your flesh. Oh, no, 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 no. Paul goes, no, you, you've been upgraded. Please, please don't forget that, that you were dead, but you're alive now. You're, you're alive. You know what that means? That means that my spirit, it has the ability on the inside to like, to to breathe to receive oxygen from from heaven. It has the ability to like hear the voice of God deep calling unto deep. It has the ability to to, to actually like be led and and, and guided by the Holy Spirit. we're, We're alive on the inside. Number two, you can write this down. We've been upgraded not just from death to life, but we've been upgraded from an outsider to an insider. Ephesians chapter two, verse 11 through 12, it says this, Ephesians chapter two, verse 11 through 12, it says, don't forget that you Gentiles, pause. If you see the word Gentiles in the Bible, just think this, people who are far from God, that's all it means. The the Bible, we don't don't have time to explain this, but the the, the gospel first came to, to the Jews. The Jews throughout the Old Testament, those were God's chosen people. And so anyone who was not a Jew, was a Gentile. You and I are all, unless you're of Jewish descent, and I just don't know, it, we're all Gentiles. We, 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 we were all far from God. We're not part of his original chosen people. But the Bible says, don't forget that you Gentiles, you used to be outsiders. Hey man, we're on the inside, you're on the outside. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, kind of awkward, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. Verse 12, in those days you were living apart from Christ. Listen to this. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel and you didn't know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. Have you ever walked by like a VIP club or a room or something and like wonder like what it was like in there. I, I don't do a lot of traveling, um, but I've done more than really I want to do in the last probably couple of years. And, um, and in all my time being on airplanes, um, I, I've always walked in airports and, uh, airports and seen like, like the Admirals Club is one. And they're like these VIP lounges for like special members, and I've always walked by, and occasionally, you know, one of the VIPs will walk out, and the automatic doors will open. And you're like, "What's in, in there?" Hey, sir, what's in there? Are there unicorns? Is there like, what, is it cotton? like what, what's in there? And and recently, I, I was flying with a friend of mine, and um, and and, and he, he goes, "Hey, when we get off the flight, we have about two hours, so we have to be at this meeting. Let, let's just go to the Admirals Club. The Admirals Club. I'm not. I uh, I can't get in there." He said, oh, no, 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 like, like you're, you're, you're with me. Like, I'm, I'm part of the Admirals Ab- 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 Club just because I travel so much. And anyone who's with me, like, like they're in. I, I walked in there like, the Admirals Club. It, 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 was, it was two stories. And so I, I really honestly wasn't that impressed at first because we answered on the second story. And so I'm sitting there. And he said, all right, man, I'm, I'm going to get something to eat and use the restroom. I said, all right, cool. So I'm sitting there. like, on in the Admirals Club. And honestly, part of me is like, I thought it would be cooler than this. I really thought that there was like actual unicorns and cotton candy in here. Like I thought, what's like who is the is the admiral here? Who is the admiral? I'd like to meet the admiral today. And um and he he texts me. By by I'm looking right there at this like this little cereal bar. It's like a hotel cereal bar. It's like you know some some granola and some almonds, like a couple pieces of fruit. And and he's like, hey, you want anything to eat? Um and I'm like, no, like no, 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 I'm good. <clears throat> and so he comes up from below. And he's got this massive plate of like this gourmet breakfast. And I'm like, where did you get that? So I asked if he wants something to eat. I said, I thought it was just like the, like the nuts and granola. But he's like, oh, no, 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 come with me. And he walks me downstairs. They have like a full restaurant in this Admirals Club that we were in. And it's like made to order whatever you want. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, dinner whatever whatever you want. And I, I was so like I, I was on the outside, and today I'm on the inside. Paul writes, and he and he goes, "Listen, just just remember, you were upgraded from death to life. But also, don't forget, you were upgraded. You were on the outside. See, all through the Old Testament, um, like people feared the children, the the, the children of Israel. Like in in these moments, there were moments where they disobeyed God, and God kind of removed His hand of protection, and they would get." like destroyed. But then there's these other parts you read in the, in, the, in the Old Testament where like nobody wanted to mess with 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 Israel because they knew God's God's hand was on them. There's a there's passage and, and the children of Israel they, they run into someone and um and and and, and the, the person goes they go oh my gosh. When when our whole nation heard about you guys, we 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 were shaking in our boots. We, we, we felt like we were grasshoppers in comparison to you because we know that your God is with you. See, there was this reverence. There was this fear. There was this awe that Israel had in moments in history because God was with them, because God's hand was on them. And Paul goes, hey, listen, like, remember, you were on the outside of that, but you've been brought on the inside. He said, you are strangers from this citizenship. Did, did you know that there's other parts of the world you can go and there are benefits you will not get because you are not a citizen of that country? Just in the same way, there are people that can come to our country and there are certain benefits and rights they do not have because they are not citizens of our country. The, the, the Bible goes, you, you are now citizens of God's kingdom and all of God's promises all of God's provision, all of God's power, all of God's abundance in grace and ri- everything you need—you're on the inside now. Can, can I ask you tonight? Do you think? Do you live like you're on the inside or the outside? I was—I was living like I was on the outside of the Admiral's Club. Like I see, like I—I I didn't even believe my friend. We get to the Admiral's Club and he goes in, and I'm like, honestly, like I don't. I don't even know if I should be in here. And he goes, dude, you're with me, come on. ah, and, and so he goes to the friend, he goes, excuse me, ma'am. Well, you tell my friend he's with me and he's more, and She's just like, oh, sir. But, but a lot of us live like me, like, I don't know. I'm not, no, you are now on the inside of God's family. All of his promises, all of his blessings, all of his, they belong to you. Number three, we'll end with this right here. But not only have we been brought from death to life, Not only have we been upgraded from the outside to the inside, but number three, we've been upgraded from division to unity, from being a people that were divided to now a people united. We we, we, we act like in our country, and this is not a political message at all, but we act like in our country, like racism is something new sometimes. Can I tell you that the racism and the, the, the... prejudice and the exclusion of people because of the color of their skin and their uh, uh, ethnic background where they're from it was it, it, it was wicked in the Bible like e- even in the New Testament and you may not know this and you may not appreciate this but Jesus' 12 disciples they were like mad racist before the resurrection of Jesus like there were certain times where Jesus was like hey come on we're going right here they're like, no, we're not. We're not talking to those people. No, 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 we, Jesus, you didn't know this. We're, we are, we're Jews. We're God's holy people. We don't, we don't eat with Gentiles. We, no, no, we we don't go into those parts of the town with those people. And listen, listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 2, verse uh, verse 14 through 19. Listen to what he says. He writes in Ephesians 2, he goes, you used to live in sin, Ephesians 2, verse 14 to 19, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united both Jews and Gentiles into one, someone say one, into one people, when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Verse 15 he did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one, someone say one, one new people from two different groups. Verse 16, together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you, Gentiles who were far away from him, and peace to Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Verse 19, we conclude here. So now you Gentiles, you're no longer strangers, you're no longer forest- foreigners. You're citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. I promise you, this is like not like a po- political message, but um, it's it's not. I don't have to say that it's not. But we sometimes we 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 think that the biggest way we can solve division is by like, just let, let's get in a big circle. Let's just, let's kumbaya. And let's just talk about and understand all the differences. And, I, and I'm not opposed to that, but, but did you know that Jesus actually said, no, there's actually one way that is the superior way. And that is to recognize the reconciliation that Christ has, has given us, not only to himself, but one to another. Paul, Paul, Paul writes in, and he said, don't you realize that God, he took these two very separate, very distinct very opposed at odds people. And he made them one through the, the body of his son, Jesus. Did, did you know that in this room tonight, for anyone who's given their life to Jesus, that really across this globe tonight, for anyone who's given their life to Jesus, that all of us, we are, we are one body. It doesn't matter what the color of someone's skin is. It doesn't matter where they were born. It doesn't matter the amount of money they have in their bank account. It doesn't matter their likes, their dislikes, that we, we are one people. And at, and, and at one point we were divided. There were these clear lines and groups, and, but Jesus has upgraded us as the people of God to now we have been united in him. I, I close with this, and Kimberly, you can come up and help us close tonight. Um, I, as we close and we're thinking about being upgraded, the fact that we're alive, that we're on the inside, that we've been united, um, I want to pose this question. So how does this apply to my life? Someone just say how. Like how, how? Okay, so I once was dead, now I'm alive. I once was on the outside, now I'm on the inside. We were once divided, but now we're united. Like, How, how do I apply this? this identity to to my life? How how, how do I apply and and not only hear the declaration, this is what God says, but make a decision to step into? I wanna give you just these three thoughts. Number one, from from being alive, that we have to stop being controlled by our flesh and make a decision to be led by the Spirit. You you, you wanna be upgraded into this new life I was was dead, but now I'm alive. We have to make the decision to say, God, I no longer want to be controlled and led by this this earth suit. No, once that was my only way because I, I was dead, but now I'm alive. So God, I want to be led by your spirit. So Holy Spirit, would you lead me? Would you guide me? Holy Spirit, would you fill me? Would you breathe oxygen? This is like way too much for a full teaching, but did you know that the the, the word spirit, like we say Holy Spirit a lot, right? Come, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. That the word spirit actually wasn't a spiritual word in the Bible. We hear Holy Spirit and we're like, who? Holy Spirit. But that word spirit in the original language, you know what it meant? It meant this. It just meant breath. He he he's the holy next time you should say that. Hey man, have you been baptized in the holy pardon me? Yeah, bro. I feel in this place. I love you. So man, But it's it's it, it's it's the breath. Why? Because because as they're think about this, as the New Testament authors are writing, being inspired by God, they're They're not trying to write spiritual language. They're they're trying to give us description and depiction. He's the the holy. It's like like God's breath fills us. It's like God's oxygen that we breathe in and makes us come alive. We got to be led by God's spirit, filled with God's spirit. Number two, how how, how do I really... Being an insider to my life, not an outsider, we have to be confident in what Jesus has provided and take full advantage and fully access it. Can, can, can Can I make a bold statement or just a bold challenge? Stop living with things you shouldn't live with, stop managing things you don't need to manage stop just surrendering to realities that don't have to be your reality. You've been given access and full advantage to all that God's made available. So access, take full advantage of it. Lastly, how 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 do we apply this fact that we're united? Um, how about we start working to bring peace instead of settling for division? And how about we start seeing our commonalities rather than our differences? And how about we start loving people rather than excluding people? Can, can, can I just say, that applies to this room. Like you, you guys don't know this because maybe you don't know all the things that I know and all the conversations that come to my office, but do you know how many people in the church, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I want to church anymore, why? I just feel so excluded. Can I tell you? I've I've had people talk to me about people in church. Yeah, they're just weird, you know. Like, they're just, they're just like I, they just kind they run me the wrong way. You know, they just I don't know. I just no, no. We we are one. How, how about we start start re- realizing that Jesus said we're called to be peacemakers. You you're sitting at a lunch table, and one of your friends starts bad mouthing another. You go, hey, no, 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 bro. Like, let's not let's not talk about them like that you start going I'm trying to make peace I'm trying to bring peace I'm trying to bring reconciliation because Jesus once and for all in his finished work he ended the middle wall the lines of separation he made us one how about we start seeing our commonalities yeah I'm not really friends with that person why well because uh you know they were Adidas I were Nike you know we just they play soccer I play basketball. It's just, how about we start thinking about the commonality we have, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, that we that we all have the same need and desperation, that we've all been called into to this one place to arm and arm reach people. How, how about we start loving people intentionally rather than excluding people because of insecurity, awkwardness, or just our callous heart? All, I mean, we, we can apply all these things. Going, all right, God, I, I want to be alive. Like I don't, I no longer want to live just dead. Fill me with Your Spirit, God. Lead me with Your Spirit. Help me to live the alive life, God. I don't want to settle anymore. I don't want to live like that lady who won the lottery and never picked up the check. You've made so much available to me. You're my healer, you're my provider, you're my peace, you're my comfort, you're my counsel, you're the one that gives me purpose and direction. God, I want all of it. I was on the outside, I'm on the inside now. God, we're not, it's not supposed to be divided like this, so God, help me to just start being a peacemaker. To, To with my friends, how about in my family, have it with my parents have just helped me in every way to be a peacemaker not one who
0: we hope you've been inspired by this word to help awaken your faith on a regular basis subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message thank
1: you so much for listening